I was thinking for a long time how to start this video, because I wanted to be concise and compendious, but I also wanted to be very, very comprehensive. And I guess the best place to start is at the beginning. Let's start at the very beginning. Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only. With your hosts, Jay Caslow and Tommy Danger. Hello, adults in the room. Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, where we share our anomalous perspectives on societal trends. My name is Jay Caslow. I'm over here in Philadelphia, PA, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tommy Danger, over in New York City. Tommy, how are you identifying today? Hello, Jay, my fellow adult in the room. Today, I am identifying as a woke white woman full of outrage, full of anger, full of fear. Yeah, I need a I need a glass of strong white wine right now. How about you, Jay? How are you identifying today as? www. Exactly. dot www. dot kr. Or I don't know. <laughs> kr. <laughs> Korea. Is that Korea? It is, is Korea. Korea. <laughs> okay. Um well, I am, I, I am identifying today, I am identifying as a, as a mushroom from mm. Super Mario Brothers. Mm. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I just, it's just, I hate it when I do identify that way. People just keep stepping on me and like, it's it just, they jump on my head. It really pisses me off. So that's why I don't, I don't usually like to identify this way, but for today, I'm identifying as the mushroom yeah. from Super Mario Brothers. So... Anyway, today we have a, a special episode today. Um, uh, Tommy, why don't you uh, tell us, tell, tell everybody here uh, what, what we're going to get into today. Yeah, let, us, let me uh, set us up today. Today is a special episode. This is not our normal recording schedule. We decided to make a special recording and to specifically talk about our boy, our man, our king, the one and only Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate has been banned from four major, major social media platforms, including YouTube and Instagram. And he also gave, with that ban, he gave a, a poignant and very comprehensive, as he says, farewell message that we have discovered that's making its rounds. If you don't know who Andrew Tate is, this video is not for you. This episode is not <laughs> for you. You can go on, crawl back under the rock from whence you came from. But if you are at least aware, if not downright angry like I am, because I'm a woke white woman, then yeah, or maybe you like him like we do, like we normally do here in FMAO. We have made content about him. We have talked about him. We have quoted him. We have been inspired by him at the very least. So we wanted to go over what's happening and our, our reaction and our observations about about him, about his banning, about the world at large, and how we should perceive as free individual men. Jay, what are your first thoughts on this? Yeah, so I, when I first saw his final message, I, I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, so he hasn't been banned on Vimeo yet. So I'm like, okay. So yeah, it's not, it's not like he's, he's emailing a billion people this video this like dropbox file it's it's, <laughs> it's on vimeo it's it's on the internet still right 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 
and it just kind of was kind of like got me thinking about like what it means to be canceled or banned or deplatformed. And it's like, as long as, I mean, what, what's the point? Like we, you and I are on YouTube and, and, and these various platforms, not because they're so pro speech and they're so encouraging of anything we have to say. No, we're, we're here because this is where our people are. This is where the eyeballs are. This is where the attention is. Like everybody is on YouTube. Everybody's on Instagram. So that's why we're here to connect with people, to, to, to build an audience, to build a community, all these things. And, and Tate kind of geniusly, like he says, like he, he's done this all without even having, I mean, he has an Instagram account, which got removed. And I guess Tate's speech has been removed, but his message has gotten out there. He's built a following already globally on these platforms and beyond where it's like, you know, but I want to get into some specifics he said in his message because there's there's some mixed messages with this feral message. If you if you if you if you follow or if you're at least a very bare minimum, um, if you're your fellow uh, adult in the room, um, then check out just do a quick search for his farewell message. Even in even just listening to because it's like an hour plus long. It is kind of uh, it is kind of gabby. It is kind of comprehensive. But even in listening to the first 10, 20 minutes, you'll get the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I actually have a friend who uh, I'm going to get to that. I tried to share the link with him, and he was like, "I'm not watching anything with Tate in it," you know. So I was like, "But I'll get into that later." Um, I did find some shorter form videos to send to him, but like this is also part of the problem that Tate addresses in his speech about short form versus long form and all that stuff. But we'll we'll kind of get into that. So. But let me talk about his final message, and we'll go ahead and include a link to that final message, I think, in yeah, our description exactly. uh, in this episode. So you, you can scroll down, look at the notes, and click on that Vimeo link and go off to his his, his video. Um, so not to spoil it, no spoiler alert here, but who cares? Um, the tonality of his video, this is where I'm like, there's some specific mixed messages in there, but also kind of like, when I think about what's on brand for Tate, right? It felt kind of off brand for me. It's almost like he he's he's doing this whole rebranding, remarketing campaign. Like from now on, you know, he, I'm going to be Mother Teresa. And I mean, how much did he talk about philanthropy and giving and donations? Most of it. I mean, and, the, like I think yeah. the last the last two thirds of that seventy minute long video is him. Like now he's. He's a he's a he's he, turning over a new leaf. It's, you know? He's Iron he's, Man. He's he's Tony Stark. He he he's a humanitarian now. You know, like okay, sure, I guess. You know, well, well, those are two different things. A humanitarian thing, more like Mother Teresa versus mm-hmm. Tony Stark. Huh. Well, that's that's the this. arc of that character, at least from the comic book movies, from the MCU uh, movies. But you uh, mean he's transformed from a Tony Stark to a yeah, Mother you know Trump. that that okay. arc of like he's like he's no longer this weapons <clears throat> manufacturer, but he's now like serving okay. humanity to for better causes, supposedly. Okay, you know. Okay, that's sure. The, that's okay, the only right. point. That's the only overlap. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I I sat there and I'm kind of like processing it, and and my and, and in, a, in a way I'm also I started thinking back to uh, Hunter Moore. And when he was found out and caught and all this stuff and scared, he came out and apologized and tried to come clean. 
and it, it didn't take. And his own followers started yelling at him like, you're a traitor, to the, you know, you're a sellout. And then he was like, no, 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 I was just doubling. I'm, and then he doubled down and became just as nasty. I'm going to release, is anyone up to, and whatever. So it's kind of like, I feel like we're in that same point in time in the story for Hunter Moore that for Tate right now, where it's like, he's been canceled. He's been, everybody hates him. Like not everybody, but all these people out there who are going to hate him no matter what they're hating him and he's been canceled. And now what to do about it? Cause he has literally said before in his videos, like you can't cancel me. Like I can't be canceled. Like fuck all this. Like, da, 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 da. like I'm out there. I'm outside of the matrix. I'm out there living the real world. Like all that. Okay, that's fine. I agree with him. There's like power in that statement. It's kind of like, go ahead, take me off. I don't care, right? That's been his tonality before. And then all of a sudden now he gets taken off and he's kind of like, I'm not, I'm not angry at the at Instagram. I'm not angry at, you know, TikTok, you know, and and you know, I'm not a misogynist, I'm not a bully, I'm not, you know. Um, but what has happened is I have these long form interviews and these people out there, I don't know who they are. I've taken my videos and chopped them up and created these videos that portray me in a really bad light. Like that was a big thrust of his, his final speech. But that, that, you get what I'm saying? Like the tonality of that is totally different where he's kind of like, fuck you. Like, I don't need like the platforms. Go ahead. You can't cancel me. You know, there's very like guns blazing before. And now he's more meek and more like trying to play ball and self-defense. Yeah. He's going to try to change his messaging to be softer and whatever. And I'm like, okay, all right. But that's not really the brand that you've created for yourself all along. So that's why when people do that, I understand people rebranding. I, like I would have gone about it slightly differently if I were him. Like I would have been like, well, first of all, I wouldn't have said some of the specific things that he said in the past that have gotten him into trouble um, because you, you set yourself up. I mean, same thing with Trump, you know, and, Trump has said certain phrases that have been taken out of proportion or taken out of context, blown out of proportion that have gotten into a lot of trouble. I mean, like Mexicans are all sending us their rapists and there was good sides on both. There's good people on both sides, you know, that kind of people fail to know is the context of that. He said, and I'm not talking about the, the white supremacists and the, he said that they never show that part where he said that in the next statement, but he should have known that kind of thing strategically, like going in. Like, don't even give them uh, fodder. Don't even give them ammunition, right? But Trump and Tate have both kind of fallen into that trap, I'll say. And the media and people like that just run with it. So now he's kind of, Tate has kind of learned that lesson, I guess. And he's like, okay, I'm going to be really careful about my words now. Whenever you have to defend yourself, in the same medium, in the same style as your attackers, then it's almost like you're already losing the battle. You're taking a step or two steps back. Yeah. And seeing... Like st- stooping, stepping down to yeah, that level. Don't don't ever... If, if you can objectively see that those who are attacking you are the mob, the masses, just the general populace at large, they don't have names... <clears throat> They don't have status. They're just a blur. Um, Then don't address it. Funny thing is there was a... Like be above above that. He's already above it financially, power-wise. The ones who like you, the ones who know 
who you are and what you're about and the ones who know like i was i i was i the this uh supposedly his comments there was a me there was a photo going around a screenshot going around of him bullying someone and it was one legit hilarious two turned out to be false so there's a lot somebody of made it up he didn't somebody made it up he didn't someone made it up that. someone made it up um, it looked like he was really trolling <clears> someone <throat> i'll bet it was hilarious i was laughing but it was kind of because it's probably like it, the kind of thing he yeah would say, it was specific to yeah. someone and uh but uh someone adeptly commented like oh this is fake someone came up with this this is not real he did not do this like it's this is a known thing that he made it up. Mm-hmm. So who's to say it, it is real? It is not. There's just so many things. And but I know I can believe, and I know you can as well, that the the vitriol, the hate, the the outrage, like I identify as today, of woke white women, just uh, is just gonna be so much more uh, bigger and dumber and louder than those who are either critical, free thinking people. Or and or, you know, his his followers, his fans, his, you know, people were like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not that bad, you know. So anyways, go ahead. Keep right. Keep going <clears throat> where you were going. Yeah. So along these lines, like. Like this whole angelic philanthropic new brand that he direction he's heading in. Yeah, I'm I don't like, know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, like. It, And I'll I'll say this about, like, trust, like... It's time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. money. Who do you trust? Me? Do I trust Andrew Tate? (laughs) No. I I mean, like, I... Fine, I got trust issues in general. Most people I don't trust. Strangers, I certainly don't trust. Uh, I just think people are sketchy, people are lame, people are fucked up. Like this is where I'm like Christian. Everybody has sin and sin and fallen short of the the glory everyone of God or whatever. Like broken, you know? Yeah, everyone's Calvinism, broken. Everybody's you know? Yeah, everybody's fucked up and I'm like total depravity. Why the hell would I depravity. Yeah, like why the hell would I trust Trump, uh, Tate or or Trump or any like yeah. and this is where I'm uh, like I'll even mention DeSantis. I'm going to come back to DeSantis a little bit. I just saw a video of him this morning, and it's like, I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. If you think about Biden, honestly, it's sad when you're watching some of this stuff. I mean, I just think back to, to some of the other presidents we have. You know, think about, like, John Kennedy. You think, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. You think about President Reagan, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. When I, when I think of Biden... I think of him staring like a deer in the headlights at the teleprompter. (laughs) End of quote. Repeat the line. And I'm like, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. And every time I keep seeing a clip from him, I'm like, I fucking love, I love DeSantis. Yeah. And yet I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The circuitry in my brain is short circuiting because I'm like, I don't trust politicians, Mm -hmm. period. Any politician. Mm -hmm. And DeSantis is a politician. Yeah. So therefore... I don't trust DeSantis. Hmm. So it's like that's always kind of in my head. And even when I, I talked about the Hunter Moore documentary, when we're talking about the good guys, the mother and the, the, the Marine guy, like those are the good guys. I'm like, okay, fine. They are the good guys in that story. But I'm like, eh, what's their angle? What's their motive? I still don't, I don't trust anybody. So yeah. take that as a disclaimer here. So the fact that 
Tate was bragging. I saw a video the other day before all this. He's on a private plane. He's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, yeah, I'm getting canceled, but phase two is coming for the top G. For the top G, the phase Cobra two is Tate. coming. Yeah, you know, and, and, he, and he's like, just wait, just wait, you know. And then I'm like, I see him do this video right after that where he's all calm and collected and peaceful and angelic. Yeah. And I'm like, is this your phase two? That a couple of days earlier you were all like, oh, don't worry, I got enough control. Like phase two is coming, you know. Like, is this your phase two? Because then I'm like, I just saw you bragging about your next step, like in your cocky normal brand, which that's fine. Mm-hmm. And now here you are doing this. I'm like, why do I trust this when you were just saying here comes phase two? Yeah. I'm like, so I'm just establishing this. Like you and I might come across as big Tate fans and whatever. I'm sure we we've already started to get some hate. Like, yeah. oh, here come the Tate fanboys and whatever. Yeah. I'm like, no, we're not another Tate. We're not Tate fan, super fan number one or whatever. I'm just, what people will see as you don't just watch our shorts, but you tune into our full episodes, you will hear us week after week giving a nuanced view of whatever subject or person or topic, whatever that we're talking about. And the same goes for Tate, you know? So this video that we're putting out is not to just come out and be like, we love Tate and we're going to defend him to the end. And here's why we love him and he's perfect and he's Jesus. Like, no, hell no. So, you know, so going back to his message and the rebranding and all this stuff and the trust, like, I feel well qualified in, to speak about Tate. And the reason why is when, when we first found out about Tate, or when I first found out about Tate, you sent me a couple short clips. And I watched those clips and I was like, this guy just sounds like another alpha douche. Like, eh, I don't, it doesn't seem that interesting to me. But then I dove deep and then I watched his long form videos. And that is when I became interested in the guy because I actually got to see his full like message and all the things he's talking about. And I'm like, oh, I can totally see how this guy is misunderstood. I can totally see how. He gives you these little low-hanging fruit. You can clip them and make him into an asshole and misogynist. I, he's, that's the trap I said he's fallen into. But when I saw his long-form content, I'm like, I like a lot of what he's saying. Not everything, but I like a lot of what he's saying. And that's when we kind of did our first episode on him. And we talked about some of these things in depth, you know. And But when I say I'm well qualified to talk about him, that's why I can point out the things I like about him that he says. How many hours? How many hours of his stuff do you think you watched? A couple, more than a handful. At least, at least, at least ten hours. You saw at least ten hours of his stuff, dude. In that forty-eight hours that you introduced him to me, that's why I was so hopped up on cocaine. That episode, we first episode (laughs) we did on Tate. Tate is right. I was like (laughs) channeling his spirit and energy in that episode because. I would. I just watched like eight hours. You got a minor degree in Tate. Yeah. 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 Totally. I already have a minor in Tate. Yeah. Tateology, Tateography, whatever you want to call it. Um, But 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 I'm getting to this point here. So I know I and 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 then I'll get to my little metaphor after this, and I want to share. So, but I know his backstory, and I've seen him talk on these different interviews and tell different people about his life in different ways. When he's being interviewed by Leia, I think her name's Leia, right? Leia Halperin, I think. Um, I'm not sure. I don't which, know if you saw that one. Which, uh, which Does she have her own YouTube channel? She does, yes. yeah. And she interviewed him. She's, the, uh, she's into Bitcoin and all that crypto sure. stuff. I really like her. She's, sure. She seems really cool. But mm-hmm. 
she did a good interview of him and he was very like above the bar on that one. He was very like on his best behavior. Interesting. And, like, you know, not like when he's but on, then, on fresh and fit, but then when I saw him on fresh and fit and he's surrounded by hoes, I'm like, you know, he's gonna, but even you know. on, but even <clears throat> a little, just a little interjection here, being on fresh and fit, his little bit about his grandmother. I'm like, God damn, in front of all those skanks, he's so just cutting it to the core. Yeah. What a story, man. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. an observation, man. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. And, and, Okay, let me go ahead and skip ahead because my metaphor, it's all about the metaphor here that Mm -hmm. I'm, I thought of this the other day as as we were like, let's do a Tate episode right Mm -hmm. here to respond to his final message and all the hate he's getting. And I realized, you know what Tate is? Tate is chicken. Mm -hmm. Okay. So hear me out. Okay. Uh, The metaphor here is basically like you go to a Chinese restaurant. You order General So's chicken. You order orange chicken, and it's like it's it's General So's chicken. It's 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 that chi- it's Chinese food. The, the next day, next week, you go to KFC. You get your Kentucky Fried Chicken or your Popeyes or whatever, and it's like oh yeah, it's crispy. It's that Southern Fried Chicken, whatever. Okay, you go to a Cheesecake Factory, and you order Chicken Madeira. And it's all like nice with the mushrooms and like quality, whatever, like really thin cut and everything. The point is, it's it's totally different flavors, styles, everywhere you go, different restaurants, different cuisines. I mean, what does Chinese food have to do with American style food and 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 Western food and and, and any other country that cooks chicken? Or yakitori. It's just you go to a Japanese you go to a Japanese restaurant and they give you yakitori. Yeah, chicken. Which is chicken skewers on a stick. Yeah. Right? Totally different everywhere you go. But at the end of the day, guess what? It's all chicken. Yeah. Okay? So you see where I'm going with this? A little bit. So basically, like Tate is Tate. But you put Tate on fresh and fit, you're going to get the General Zoe's flavor, that that Tate fresh and fit style flavor of chicken. You put them on Leia Halperin, you're going to get the Leia Halperin style Tate, like that flavor. Mm -hmm. So you, you view Tate on all these different interviews. He's more or less telling the same kind of things, but he amps it up in certain places. He, 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 you know, more salt and spice over here, let more sweetness over here, more like flavor. Like, that's what he's doing. It's all Tate. To some people, it might look like contradictory, but it's kind of like, no, he's just pumping in a little harder over here. Different flavors, different seasoning. So, so basically, you get what I'm saying. Like, Tate is chicken. But he's, you go watch eight different podcasts, you're going to get eight I mean, different flavors of Tate. There's got to be like hundreds of hours of him talking, right? On the internet as a whole. Because we, I discovered him just like a week before you did, you know? Like when I told you about him. But mm-hmm. he's been around for a while, I guess. Like he had his corner, little corner, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. little niche of the inter, interwebs. Yeah. And so what has, what people like made TikTok videos of him just talking a lot of shit. I mean, that's like literally a, a small speck of what he, and it's also very, very misleading. It's done in bad faith. You know, it's done yeah. to bring him down, obviously. Yeah, and, and he does have a good point about that in his final message. He talks about that a lot. He does have a point there, yeah. Kind of taking the baton and and how what I the thoughts that I had from thinking about someone mm-hmm. like him, someone like Tate, someone like, 
Tate and his content it's and things that he say, it's all fluff to me. I mean, as much as I admire him, but still, like whether it's information, we talked about this, we texted about this. Information, education, knowledge, entertainment, motivation, inspiration, research, um, reflection, critical thinking. It's all fluff. It's all it's still just potential energy. It's not actual like force it's not movement it's just staying still it's just in your head in your heart you feel about it but you're not really doing anything with it but if you decide to change your life and start going to the gym and stop being a flabby just a complete fat piece of shit if you Mm -hmm. actually decide you know but i've been talking about doing a podcast for so long and i'm gonna actually start a podcast and start start let's see what happens if you start talking talking about like starting a business or Whatever it is to change your life, to improve your life. Now that's actualized energy. Now you're doing something. Um, there's a quote that I came across. I'm not really big on who says it. It's just a good quote. Um, Knowledge is not enough. You must do. Willing is not enough. You must apply. So it's not enough just to take in someone. Even if you're a fan of um, of Tate, you got to... You got to do something about it. You know, it's not enough. And for those who are on the other side of the fence, you know, like whether, you know, the, 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 the analogy you gave in terms of like seeing him different flavors and getting offended by one of his flavors by very just one small dish, just one small appetizer when he's fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just really small, feeble minded of you. Um, yeah. But the funny thing is one of the people that I used to, you know, you got in a minor degree, minor undergraduate degree in, in Andrew Tate. I got a PhD from Tim Ferriss. And yeah, you're all about him. I, oh, I remember man, always. I'm, you, I'm you, still, always dining, I'm still dining off of him. Um, one thing <laughs> that Tim Ferriss called out years ago before this whole cancel culture thing became a thing was like, you have to keep offending the people who get easily offended i believe that's from him or one of his podcast guests hmm. maybe i'm misattributing but uh but still i would think that maybe he's taking i don't know where tim ferris is now in terms of this cancer culture and all these things but i would think well, i would like to hope that he thinks like this where well a guy like that now who's elevated to the top of the game the problem right. with people like that is they have a lot to lose once they're up there mm-hmm. so you, you generally you generally tend to see them like soften yeah. up a bit like but we'll t- I'll take I mean, the- even even Bill Burr has softened a little bit, but I still I have respect for Bill Burr because he's still he, he might have softened a little bit. He's not as harsh as before, but he is a father now and whatever. But so I, you, I give him people but he's like still he's yeah, still going hard. Absolutely. At it. Absolutely. But people like you and I will. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The messenger we will take the message, you know, when we'll take mm-hmm. the baton. We're just starting out here on FMAO and we'll gladly take it and run with it, you know, like a football, you know, football season coming up. We'll be the running back. We'll pass it to us, and we'll run through a big barrage of fat whales standing in a way, you know, who get offended. Like, all right, you and I saw that video of, like, all these New York women, New York people, New York soy boys getting offended by just a question. What do you think about Andrew Tate? I'm going to f***ing find you and peg you, Andrew Tate. I'm going to take a big f- on and stick it in your... And they start losing their mind. Okay, good. Yeah, That's yeah, our enemy. It's just a billion of those? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Because there's going to be a thousand of us pe- men and people who are independent and free thinking, critical thinking people. We're strong. And, and 
yeah, a thousand of us, a thousand of us against a billion of you guys who are fucking weak. Well, we'll go at it. You know, I'll take that bet anytime. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So before uh, we start, or I start talking, sort of a little bit in defense of Tate, whatever. I want to wrap up. Sure. A little bit of the branding thing, because right before I went into the chicken metaphor, mm. the last thing I wanted to say was like, how can he be this angelic philanthropist now, acting like he cares about everybody, that he loves men and women and everybody and blah, 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 when, again, in one of his shadier flavors of chicken on one of the podcasts, I heard him tell his story, how the whole, how he was making money with the cam girl thing. Yeah. Okay. And, and women get all upset about it. This is the funny thing. Mm. Women get all upset about it. Cause he's like, he was sex trafficking. He was whoring girls out and whatever. You know, I'm like, first of all, he does dispel that in the video, which I'm pretty sure he's, he's okay about that in my book. I don't, I don't, I don't think the sex trafficking claim is legit on him. Yeah, because, because women he got he got swatted. He got swatted because women women who know how to use their internet don't know how to like escape from a sex trafficker, right? <laughs> right, right. How, yeah, how, could, mean, they? The th- how could they? How could he? They're oppressed. He's defended him. Yeah, he's defended himself, and he said the the whole thing. You could they, the police came in Romania, like they. Yeah. They interviewed all the women. Everybody's fine. It's not a thing. Like, they got swatted. That's all it is. Tim Pool has been swatted. Like, yeah. it happens. Like, people just call in and say, oh, this terrible, these YouTubers are doing this terrible thing. And the, the SWAT team comes and whatever. And then that's why he has a reputation of being a sex trafficker. That's pretty lame. That's pretty yeah. thin. But it's one of those things in the, the, the public. When something like that latches on, all of a sudden everybody's like, there comes the sex trafficker guy again. You know, it's like. You know, people can't, oh, wait, that's what happened? Oh, he's not an actual sex trafficker? Oh, okay, all right, okay, sorry, I was wrong about that, move on. Yeah. People, don't, people don't do like that. No. So, so, but be that as it may, the thing that, not, it's funny that women get all upset about like that sex trafficking thing, which isn't even a real thing, but here's the thing that stood out to me when he was telling that story back then, is he literally, he knows how to swindle simp men. I don't know if you ever heard him tell this story, no. but when he was telling the story on one of these like eight podcast long forms that I watched, he's literally like, he told the girls, get on your keyboard. Cause they didn't know how to talk to these low value <laughs> men. He's like, get on the keyboard. It's not even plugged in. Act like you're typing. And he is behind the scenes typing on as if he's the woman to these <laughs> simp men and he's literally typing like all the things that because he understands yep. human psychology he understands men yep. he knows what they want to hear he's typing all this oh baby yeah oh da, 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 da. and the guys are just lapping it up these yeah. weak-willed simp men yeah i mean tens of thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. he, he 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 owed some money and i heard multiple versions of the story he told even that, it's like a little shady to me. Like, well, which is it? Is it this story or this way? Why you needed to get this money? How really is he quickly? not different from a Hollywood producer? You know, it's the same thing to me. You know, he's he's literally writing the lines in a in a fictional piece of work. You know, how how is that not different from any film producer? You know, 
We yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, that's all just fictional works. Like this is like he's he knows how to manipulate people, and he is manipulating these weak-willed simp men mm-hmm. and taking all their money. Mm-hmm. And he and you should listen to the clip. Like I'll see if I can dig it up from wherever it was that I found it and play it. It's not out of context because I'm giving the context right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Fuck these guys." Like, they're willing to give their money away? I'll take it. Like, that kind of vibe. I had these guys selling their houses, life savings, loans, all of it to me. Give me it all. So, like, and it's, it's basic shit, right? You'd have Did a you guy. you feel bad or no? Fuck no. To give a solitary fuck. <laughs> Could you tell, like, I yeah. don't give a fuck. And he took tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then he's leading them on. Mm-hmm through these girls who are just sitting there like on a keyboard like I don't even know what they're doing so but I'm like I'm giving people the context a lot of people might not know this story his background that in his own words he's he has said this I'm see, just see, paraphrasing his own story yeah. that he told and right how do you how do you feel about his this kind of business that he conducts himself in that he so so here's on the his thing. own that he, of, he basically not maybe confessed or just shared openly how do you feel about that well, there's part of me, it's kind of like, it's funny, I wanted to bring this up, because I noticed this last week when you brought up Fresh and Fit mm-hmm. and um, some of these other guys, mm-hmm. and you, you said the word admire, and you said it again mm-hmm. <laughs> with Tate today, mm-hmm. admire, and I'm like, I prefer to use the word respect mm-hmm. than admire, because mm-hmm. in a way, like, I don't really admire mm-hmm. Fresh and Fit, I don't admire mm-hmm. um, Tate, mm-hmm. I don't. And this is a clear example with this story. I'm like, okay, I have this respect. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you have respect for game, you know, like game mm-hmm. respects game, game appreciates game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he knew how to take weak-willed simp men mm-hmm. and extract money from them. Yep. And if, if it wasn't him doing his thing, they were going to blow that money on some other cam site, on mm-hmm. some other girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it may as well be him. And he mm-hmm. took that money. Okay. So on the one hand, I don't totally fault him for him making a lot of money that way. Do I admire that kind of Do I think there's a more honorable way to make money? I think there's a better way to live your life. I don't want to live my life scamming people in that way. Mm-hmm. But he did. I have respect for him being shrewd and, and clever and cunning and whatever. But again, that's not me. That's not my personality. Mm-hmm. I'd rather make my money making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. He did it that way, manipulating people's weaknesses and whatever, preying on them. The simp men, mm-hmm. which nobody, I haven't heard anybody clamoring about that. Mm-hmm. Who's upset about the yeah. simp men that he took money from? All that they're talking about is, oh, he's using women yeah. to get money through yeah. this campsite. And I'm like, to me, the simp men thing is far worse than what he was doing with the women. Because like a lot of the women, yeah. they're happy. They're part of the deal. Like they're taking their money from the deal. Like they're happy. Every, it's win-win for them. The loser in that situation is the simp men, mm-hmm. you know? But... Now that I've given that whole context, that whole backstory, to me, how can this guy talk about, I'm, I'm a man of God, I'm, I'm a religious man, I'm a religious man, you know, and I really when I care about When you're basically people. a I, digital pimp. <laughs> yeah, like, when you made your millions, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, billions, probably millions, and When you're basically now a you scam, artist, this, scam artist. Yeah. Then. Yeah, when you made all these millions scamming simp men, and now you want to be like, I love women, I love men, now I'm going to give, (laughs) I think I would keep going back to Bane, 
We give it back to you, <laughs> the people. And we give it back to you, the people. You know, you know, um, that's what he's doing now. And I'm like, Bane, you're not a good guy, Bane. It's all, you know, you don't trust Bane. He wants, he's ready to blow up the whole Gotham City. Yeah. Even though he says, we give it back to you, the people, you know. Uh, and I'm like, I don't trust that guy. And I'm like, how could I trust Tate when I know his backstory? And, and, it, and it leads me, it's like this fucked up version of Robin Hood, right? Uh-huh. Steal from the rich. Uh-huh. Give to the poor, right? In some level, everybody knows that story, and you're like, well, okay, it's kind of justifiable or honorable because he's stealing from the rich, evil people to give to the poor, needy people. But I'm like, this is like a fucked up modern version of that where I'm like, Tate isn't stealing from the rich. He's stealing from the simp class mm-hmm. in that particular case. And you could argue with Hustler University. I'm not even going to get on that right now. But like, he's stealing from the simp class to give... Now, to women and uh, orphanages and uh, anyway, so that I was like, I wanted to get this all out of the way because I want people to be like, look, you know, we're not Tate fanboy number one. And I am going to say some things in defense of Tate, like in a little bit, but I wanted to get that out of the way. And, And the fact that, look, I can say all of these things. And not lose my head and want to cancel him mm-hmm. and not demonize him and all that. So, but before I move on to the next stuff, I want to say, what do you, so what were your thoughts and takeaways? That, Cause that was mostly my take from his final video. What about you? Well, let me give an immediate reaction, uh, uh, kind of like the other side of the coin from what you just said. I don't believe there's any honor in business. I think business is a, amoral activity it's not good it's not bad it's just natural transactions it's just natural exchange of goods and services for money or currency or anything of value is just a natural human behavior it's not good it's not bad it's just life it's just living that's that's very gordon gecko of you it exists it is whether whether you're whether you're working for a nonprofit. Who's to say that nonprofit's doing really good for that world? Maybe, maybe you're screwing people over, you know? Maybe you're just playing a political agenda that has nothing to do with uh, unfortunate people. Or maybe you're actually doing really doing good. Who knows? Like, um, it's, it's not like it's the, there's more than <laughs> there's more than meets the eye. Um, more than meets the eye. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't see what how how Tate is selling the the, the, the delusion or the dream of a. Uh, being being in a digital relationship with a scantily clad young woman or how banks and insurance companies, I don't know how, how they're all different. They're all the same to me. I think that these young men, oh, they have some kind of disposable income then, you know? They're making the best choices. This is, this is the essence of, this is the basics of microeconomics. Um, I took one economics class from the esteemed University of Southern California where I dropped out of, and that's what I came away from, from all the money that I put into it. Uh, in microeconomics, the f- assumption is that everyone makes the best choices with the information they have. You know, so these simp boys, these simp men, although it's probably to a lot of people, it's not the best decision to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars for for OnlyFans and Twitch girls or whatever it is. But in their world, from the information that they have or lack thereof, they're making the best microeconomic decision they can. They're living their best lives. You know. 
So whether it's them, whether it's some little ladies putting money into an insurance fraud scam, you know, it's very fortunate that we wish that people can do better, but there's going to be weak people. That's just nature, you know? Yeah, but what do you think about like the Better Business Bureau or like, you know, like how many protect, people does consumer, the how many people protection. does the BBB employ? You know, and do they like working for that? They probably do. Do they get a pension from that? They probably well, do. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't mean the specifics of that organization, how they work. I just yeah. mean the principle of like yeah. consumer protection, yeah. like like people literally getting swindled from scams, like yeah. grannies. Like, I, there's it's morally reprehensible. It's fundamentally wrong. Yeah. Right. So if that's your business model to rip off old grannies and take their life savings, like, you know what I mean? Uh, then, then there should be more, like, there should be more. Why doesn't the grandmother have more people around her to protect herself from those kind of things, you know? You know? Yeah, it's, but... It just goes on I, and on. Like, where, where does government intervention, where does social, you know, reliability and interdependencies... <clears throat> You know, yeah. social services. Where where do those came? And just being a good neighbor, good family member, good friend, right. just looking out for each other. Like, <sighs> why don't we press more people that? Hey, you should look out for your sim friends. Make sure they don't throw money at this fucking <laughs> Tate guy and her, and his girls. And you know, yeah, he's well, doing the whole all the sim typing, culture. We'll, you know? we'll we'll probably do a whole nother episode on sim culture yeah. one of these days because I honestly feel like that's one of the biggest. We should stop women. Major. We should stop women I, from paying for cosmetic surgery. That's not really a good thing either, you know? How is, how is women well, paying for breast enlargement surgery different from men paying for OnlyFans? Well, it's, it's, it's different in a lot of ways. It's not a one-to-one -one thing. But they're both, but, one, they're do, doing it both because they want to, they like to, they have the yeah. source of money. Right. Two, who's to say that that's not a good thing or a bad thing? It just is. And should we should we tell the plastic surgeon to stop doing that? It's supply and demand. People want it. People so they're willing to. So it just is. That's that's my only thing. Let's move on. Another thing is um, from the whole Tate shenanigan. I feel like anyone with uh, you know worth their salt who have critical and free thinking minds or try to exercise that at least can see the world for what it is. You know, if you're not part of this world. If you're not a good worker or a good beta, a good consumer, if you're if you're not average, average means weak, then they really don't want anything about you. They want you, you know, off this world, at least digitally. And we're seeing that with this. Because anyone who has some level of confidence and some level of critical thinking really doesn't have any problems with Andrew Tate. Once again, he's just fluff. He's just entertaining at at at, at best. You know, it's just a ball of energy and ideas and some things over here are crazy. Yeah. Some things are reasonable. It's like a whole mix of everything. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's up to reasonable people. Like we said in our episode after our first Tate, what you like. Yeah. You know, get rid of what you don't. Yeah. So how can you not if you're somewhat. Um, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it reasonable, I guess. Able to reason, really. And you, you got to have this really growing sense of dread that the powers that be with behind Instagram, YouTube, so on, and just the mob of people are like, yeah, he's bad. Yeah. He's really, really bad. Get him bad. out of here. I'm like, 
Yeah. Really? So what if, what if someone Andrew Tate 2.0, and it's not even a worse version of Andrew Tate. It's a softer, gentler, kinder version of Andrew Tate. Are we gonna half cancel him? You know, we're gonna give him half a poison pill. We're gonna keep on going that way. You know, it's it's not a good trajectory. It's not, it hasn't been for the last five to ten years. Yeah, I mean, the, you know me, and you're the same way. Like we're both like free speech advocates. Where we're just like, look, like it should it should be a marketplace of ideas. You know, same thing with capitalism. You know, like, and I, I partially agree with what you were saying. I was pushing back a little bit, but. I partially agree with like capitalism, like if you're, if you're doing good business and people are on board with it, that business will continue to flourish. Like, cause people are getting what they want out of it, the customers, you know? So just like that with ideas, like let ideas flourish. If something is a shit idea, it's going to get flushed down the toilet eventually. Like it's not going to stick around just because it's a lame idea. But the problem is, it's kind of like how capitalism, the markets are actually manipulated. We don't even have true capitalism. We have crony capitalism. I don't think people understand that. We have very top-heavy capitalism. Yeah. And when there's like insider trading and like how did um, Nancy Pelosi and her husband, like how did they get so rich in their positions with their salary? Like It's like, you know, there's so much insider trading and all this. It's like these deals that are made behind closed doors and all this stuff. It's like... You know, this isn't a true, pure form of capitalism we have. It's like when, when the government steps in and they favor certain industries or they put regulations over here, they force people to do this or that. It's like they're manipulating the market. At the same time, with the, the, the marketplace of ideas, it's being manipulated. When, when, when Alex Jones and, and, and Trump and now Tate, and, when they're all deplatformed, but they have big followings. You know, it's the same thing. Like Alex Jones is like an entertainer, you know, and he a little bit Nostradamus. He has some predictions. Sometimes they come true. It's I don't know. I find Alex Jones really entertaining and I don't want to get all to him. But like the point is there, there are a range of ideas that are out there. And guess what? Some of them might not all be true. Some of them might be misinformation. Well, the dreaded misinformation. So what if it's misinformation, if it's a lie? Like, let's like our episode, we did Aristotle quote. We're like, oh, it was misattributed. It was somebody else. Did we do research? Oh, who, let's find. No, we didn't waste time. We're moving forward with the show and with yeah. our life. Yeah. If somebody comments and says, actually, you know, that was Socrates. Yeah. I'm like, OK, fine. All right. It was OK. okay fine. Yeah. It wasn't Aristotle. We were wrong about that. It's just Socrates. Who cares? We're yeah. moving on with life. Yeah. You know, so, so the idea still stands. Yeah. But like we're. <laughs> The same way, I'm, my point is like capitalism is, is crony capitalism. It's being manipulated, and the same thing the the marketplace of ideas is being manipulated. Because what we're ending up having, ha- what's ending up happening, is they're trying to squash Andrew Tate, the person, but also all of his ideas and everything that he represents. And he said a lot of things that are great that have nothing to do with misogyny or women or any of that stuff. Like everything he said about the China virus and you know, mandates and masks and all this stuff. So I love a lot of what he said about that. But those ideas also get squashed when you take Tate out of the equation and remove him from all the platforms. So you see what I'm saying? Like there's... Absolutely. It ends up being they want all of culture to think and act in a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, 
they want culture to think that it's okay for little four-year-olds to go to school and question that that's not a girl. She's not a girl. She's not a boy. Like, they want that to be okay. If Tate comes along and says, nah, fuck that. Like, I want to be able to guide my own child. I literally just saw somebody reacting, getting mad at him by, by saying he wants to. I mean, the way he said it, he didn't say it in the best way, Tate. But he's like, I want to I want to program my own child as opposed to having been programmed by the state. Not the best way, because then, of course, they latch onto that. He wants to program his own children. He wants to brainwash them. You know, he could have just said it like, look, they're my kids. They're my responsibility. Yeah. I want to raise them to be a proper human being the way I see proper. And it is subjective. But like, again, the nuance, Tate is bombastic and whatever. But but you see what I'm saying? It's like societally, our views, they're being forced to converge. And anything outside of that is like not okay. Yeah. You know, this is and and in response to all this, I'm seeing all these beta beta males and beta people step up now, puffing their chest like they're all. You know, look at, look, Tate sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's going down. Yeah, let's bring him down. Da, da, da. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're so, you're so beta about this, yeah. man. Like, they're, they're so proud of themselves. Like, this is what it means for them to be a stand-up guy. It's like, dude, it's the easiest thing in the world right now to stand up and say, yeah, let's get rid of Tate. He sucks. Yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. No, That's the, the easiest pussy thing to do. They, the harder thing to do would be... Not even what we're doing, because we're just giving a nuanced view here. But the harder thing to do would be like to put your own reputation and life on the line to defend Tate, which, again, I have already pointed out his shortcomings, so I'm not going to do that. But I'll defend the way I've already been defending my ideas about, you know, pandemic and, and all this other bullshit. Um, but anyway, end rant. That was beautiful. Go ahead. That was great. I'll... I'll- the the ideas that I got from you is that um, I'm I'm the kind of I'm the kind of twisted thinking guy where it's like this is great um, truth and better principles are becoming more difficult to find and understand by banning someone like Tate it's like now the internet itself knowledge itself has an agenda. You know, the world itself has an agenda, you know, it is not for free thinking. It is not for the free exchange of ideas and goods and services. It is not for that. You know, it's making it's setting up barriers where it's getting to like pre-internet days, you know, like some friends of mine, a few friends of mine, not everyone, of course. Gatekeepers. Yeah, exactly. I somehow maybe maybe someone gave me a heads up about the book, The Game um, by Neil Strauss. Is that his author's name? Then uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So it's like uh, I read, I read that book. Yeah, it's like this is like the very early stages of the internet, and no one was really talking about this. So it it was like basically offline, but somehow I came across a book because I was I was very curious about the whole concept. I remember, you know, reading bits and pieces of that quietly at my lunchtime break when I was at my first office job. And, uh, and yeah, it blew my mind. It was like, oh, well, there's this whole other world. And there's this whole other way to approach reality. What, what a thing, you know? But now we're kind of, after 20 years later, 20 years later, now we're coming circling back where it's like, oh, we can't trust the internet. We can't trust what's knowledge and commonly accepted, you know? Now people are like, now it's like I'm seeing every day. Maybe it's just because of my phone and the algorithm, you know? Leanna Wan and myocarditis and 
Cloudage and Aaron Rodgers on the Joe Rogan podcast, and it's just on and on and on. I'm just like, God damn it! I love being me. <laughs> I love I love being just my unforgiving self, not just not giving a fuck. The more I don't give a fuck, the more I'm glad, <laughs> you know. And I hope more people realize, you know, that you keep following what the world says, you keep going down that virus. You're just gonna screw yourself and screw the people around you over. I'm just like, I can't save them. All I can do is get on this podcast here with you and just talk. That's about it. That's the most most I can do. And just like you said, I'm not gonna defend Tate. I will defend his free speech. I will defend some of his ideas. I will defend yeah. some of his energy. That's about it. We bought some cancel insurance for good reason. Yep. You know, but uh, but yeah, for the free thinking man. You know what's up. You know what's good. You know what you need to do. Yeah. So let me let me bring up this friend. Um, I won't say his name, of course, but um, he he's a fan of Trump. And the thing is, and this is the title of our episode here, I believe we're going with. And I, I thought of this term. Hopefully, I'm the first person to coin this term, or we're at least officially doing it. But I realized my friend, who. He can't stand the whole Trump derangement syndrome thing because he's like he gets it. He's a fan of Trump. And he's like the media has taken him out of context and misled people, all this stuff. And all these people have an irrational Sam Harris have an irrational hate of Trump and all this stuff. It's not based in reality and truth. They took him and and he's fully aware of all that. And yet I've tried to share with him about Andrew Tate. I've tried to send him this final message and some other videos. And his response is like. No, I'm not going to watch anything Andrew Tate's in. And I'm like, I, 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 you know, I was kind of pissed off the other day with him. Cause like, I was like typing all this stuff, explaining the whole thing, like the whole slapping with his girlfriend thing. Yeah. You know, the whole thing, which he defends in the Tate thing. There's this clip for those of you who don't know, he even shows a bit of the clip. Like, Does in, it, didn't um, that blonde come out with the video saying like, yeah, that was all just kink. There's a video from 10 years ago that showed me in a act with one of my ex-girlfriends. Here I am again for the second time. Yes, the woman he has beaten up is me. So I'm coming forward for the second time to just clarify and let everybody know it was nothing but a fight, consensual foreplay that we like doing, that I was into, that I wanted. I don't like seeing injustice of him being called wound beater. It was nothing but a fight. That was all just totally. Play. It's like totally, totally, 100%. And like. And once I saw that, because when I saw that video that this same friend sent me, I was kind of like, oh, that looks incriminating. Yeah. He literally slapped this girl on the face. Yeah. In the bedroom. Yeah. And and then when she came out and said, we were just role playing, and then he said it in the video, then I was like, this isn't a thing. It's not a thing. And like, because I'm like, dude, I've had girlfriends who have told me to like choke them and stuff. And I think one other girl I remember, I think she wanted me to slap her as well. Yeah. A lot and of a lot a of people person. are into. First of all, choking is probably the most vanilla thing in sex. It's so common that it's not even a kink anymore. Second popular, second most common thing is from what I've seen and heard is is slapping. Whether the woman get enjoys getting slapped or enjoys giving slap or both, getting slapped and giving slaps, whatever it is, like it's it's like so common. It's so like, yeah, it's almost cheesy. Like it's out there. It's, it's the thing that right. people do. A lot of people do. Right. And, and, and I bring it up because I'm like, when I was telling this friend about Tate 
and how I said, I was like, look, he's probably saw a couple clips of him sounding totally misogynist. He's, he's like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. And then the icing on the cake is he saw this video of Tate slapping his girlfriend. Then he's like, oh, this guy's terrible. I don't have anything to do with him. Like, again, here I am trying to explain to him. I said, dude, oh, fine. Don't watch any of the Tate. Ep- but watch our episode that Tommy and I put together on FMA. Watch our Tate episode. Because we give context and explain the, the ideas and all these things and clips that are relevant to believe, ideas that we believe in, not necessarily everything that Tate says. And he was like, nah, I'll pass. Nah, I don't want that. Like, and I'm just like, and I, and, I, and I articulately explained to him like the same thing they did to Trump. They're doing now with Tate. Take a clip out of context, make him into a demon, a devil, and everybody loses their shit. They're doing that now with Tate. And I'm like, you're falling into the same trap. And that's when I realized, like, dude, you have Tate derangement syndrome. Like, that is... Now my friend, who wags his finger at all the people who have Trump derangement syndrome, he himself has been infected with Tate derangement syndrome. So someone, like, someone like your friend is like very pleased to see that Tate is banned. Very pleased to yes. see that Tate is canceled. Very yes. pleased to see that, oh, the powers that be are doing the right thing to like remove his podium. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, have you, how have you not learned the playbook by now? Take clips out of context. Take something that... A guy says it's a little spicy, a little bit, maybe he shouldn't have said. Yeah. Blow it out of proportion. Make that his entire identity is this quote. Yeah. And then deplatform him, demonize him, yeah. pile on, and remove him from society and everything he's about. Like, they did that with Alex Jones and Trump. This same friend, he's a fan of Alex Jones somewhat and Trump. And I'm like, how can you not see what they did there? And they're doing yeah. the same thing. The same machine is working on Tate. Yeah. And that's when I realized, like, dude, my friend has Tate derangement syndrome. Yeah. And, and I'm like... He, he might watch this episode. I don't know. So I don't want to take too much shit on him because yeah. I'm like, I don't know. But I'm like, at the moment, I'm frustrated with him. And I'm like, and he is a good friend of mine. He's mm-hmm. one of my best friends. But I'm like. You can't save people. You can't red pill people. That's our first episode. You can't, you can't make them, force them to open yeah. their eyes. You can you can only But that's what's that's what's disturbing to me. This friend is disturbing. red pilled. Yeah. He's red pilled and he's still like this. No, I'm no. Like, There's different kinds of red pills. There's different kinds yeah. of truths. Some people maybe they'll you know, and you and I, you know, we might come to butting heads in the future because we just don't see the other person's point of view. It happens. It's right. right. But it it is like like just like I've said it before, idea is like a parasite in your mind. It's a disease. It takes over. That is the one. The idea, the fear, the fear, and and the li- accepting lies as truth. Um, just the desire to be weak, to be ignorant. Truth is difficult. Truth is burdensome. Truth takes a lot of work and energy, and that's that's what living in reality is, and that's really unappealing. The fantasy is so much. Better, it's more seductive. Busier, more seductive. It's so much lighter and fluffier. It's fluff. I have a friend, and um, just like you know, I'll return the favor here. I have a friend in real life, and um, he s- seemed to be opening his eyes for the first time in his life. He's in he's in his thirties. He does okay for himself. He has a pretty pretty decent life, I would say, and he seemed to have been red pilled with. <laughs> 
with weightlifting. With um, he's not exactly a man completely out of shape for all what Main Street would see. He seems to be a a, a man in good health, but uh, but he seems to have been awoken to to uh, to lifting weights, to gaining muscle, to getting more muscle definition and mass. So he's like sending me Instagram clips, YouTube clips of people talking about working out and all this stuff. And again, just like your friend, this my friend might be listening to this uh, to this episode of ours. But I, you know, honestly, I told him, hey, man, I've been going to the gym on and off for six years. I know a few things or one thing or two. I know how to, you know, cut through the bullshit. And let me, I, some friends have shown me a couple of things. I would like to pass that on and give it to you. If you want me to show you a few things at the gym, at your gym in your nice building, then by all means, I'll, I'll show you a few things, you know, I'll take time out of my day. We, I already hang out with him. I already like party with him, hang out with him. I'm more than willing to hang out with him in the gym. That's something they actually yeah, you're willing to help out your friend. Yeah. yeah. And to show him a few things that I took me years to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. and just to really encourage him to be there as a, as a fellow man. Um, and we'll see too. He hasn't taken the offer yet, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm not gonna. I, I offered to him to him twice, explicitly, and 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 told myself that's it. I'm never gonna offer it anymore. Um, from here on out, to any other man who I seem worthy of helping, I can't save men. I can't save another man. I can help them. I can only give them time, and audience, and a little bit of insights here and there. But I can't force yeah. a man to go to the gym. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to seduce him or strong arm him or yeah. like guilt him to go to the gym with me no your own your your own man if you want to learn i'm more than happy yeah, yeah, to teach but uh if that's that's you take my offer that's it but if you don't that's on you yeah. that's i i tried yeah yeah, yeah this is just as you tried of... what's that just as you have tried to help your friend yeah you know but like this is why i've always been an individualist yeah. my whole life and there's a lot of this that i hear in tate's message like i've said before it lights a fire under my ass because i'm like yes Yes, I just need to get my shit together and be amazing of a person, a human being, like in every way, you know, whether I eventually arrive and finally uh, I'm an alpha male or whatever. Um, uh, check out our last episode if you all have not checked it out yet. Uh, alpha female, because we also talk a lot about alpha male in that episode. Um, but yeah, neither of us right now, like we're not going to call ourselves alpha males, whatever. but like you made a really good point in our last episode about like show don't tell, you know. And on the one hand, Tate can show his alphaness by all the cars he owns, all the riches he has, all the the babes he gets, all his lavish lifestyle, whatever. But I don't know. We're we're gonna have to do a, another episode on alpha male because I I think we were onto something yeah, last time, yeah. and I want to bring let up me, the new one because I'm like, are you an alpha male? Because like I think you were actually, you were the one in the last episode bringing up a valid point about what it means to be alpha. And I think a lot of it is almost like you accept the fact you're an, on an elevated level and you use your power for good in the world. You protect those who are weaker than you. You you stand up and all that stuff. And now Tate is kind of sounding like that, but I'm like, but he got rich by ripping off simps. So I'm like, that's not an alpha move. I feel like deep in your heart to wrong people and make money off of that. And then it's kind of skeezy, you know, but what were you about to say? Oh, uh, just, 
I'm not fully disagreeing with you on that part. I, I, I'm a little split, I guess. I'm, I'm, but I, yeah. at the same time, even I'm split with yeah. this idea. I'm, I'm, I'm not really to be determined, to be seen. But it's it's the Dan Bilzerian effect. It's the, you know, someone who has like private planes and supercars and all these girls and all. You know, that could be all like who knows? Who knows where he gets that from? You know, that can be all his. That could be all fake. It could be all just a front. Tinder swindler. Yeah, exactly. So the only thing that we can see for our eyes is one, he seems to be in good shape, and he, it seems to me that he's he was actual a martial artist, a kickboxer. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be real and provable, and he's obviously eloquent and well spoken and clear and funny and entertaining and insightful. So that's that's what we have in front of us. Those two things alone is like okay, cool. That's all I need to see. The, the the private jets and the and the cigars and the cars and all that and the jet setting and all that, whatever. That's a that's an interesting backdrop to me. But for me, I don't really take that to to much consideration. In terms of looking at him as an alpha, or yeah, alpha. I'll just decide. I'll just decipher and consider what I can see with my own eyes. Like the everything else is like that's that's uh, masturbatory uh, material for younger men who are into. You know those kind of stuff into the the Dan Bizlarians and the 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 rap artist, the lifestyle of that eh, to each his own, I guess. So I don't really, I haven't done too much research. I've I've seen most of the farewell video he made, which was okay. It wasn't nothing groundbreaking, but I think yeah. my my con- my concluding thoughts on him for now is is everything what I've just said. Be your own man. Elevate yourself, be what you know people say. It's cheesy, but it's true. Be the best best version of yourself. But but I like to take that a step further. You know, be be a physically strong man. Be even if you're like just a manlet, five foot four, five foot six. No, be the strongest. Be a monster truck of a man. Be a savage, like Jordan Peterson says. Um, elevate yourself and get yourself to be financially, intellectually, socially, politically independent as much as a free agent as you can. Because once you get there, then you're unstoppable. You know, as Rich Cooper yeah. with his brand, you're you're an unplugged alpha. You're no longer part of the system. You're outside of the system. So yeah. I think that's the the main message for a main takeaway for me from Andrew Tate. Okay. It's funny what <clears throat> one thing you said there is like it got me thinking about I think it was when the same girl, Leah Halperin or something, when she had Rolo Tomasi on her show and they were talking, you know, the usual Rolo kind of stuff. And I think the question was posed, like, what's better? Is it better to be a high, in the year 2022, is it better to be a high value female? Uh, or I think the question was posed, is it better to be a male or a female? Interesting. In 2022. And I think the question, and I think Rolo maybe brought, broke, broke it down to be well, it depends. He, I think what he was saying is the best thing you can be on this planet right now is a high-value male. Next best would probably be, be a high-value female. Um, and then That's pretty good. But the bottom of the list would be a low-value male. And above that would be a low-value female or just like an average female. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the reason why the best thing you can be as a high value male is if you're a high value male, that's like pretty much 
a lock. You can be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 until you die. You're a high value male, meaning you can be DiCaprio. You can be Sean Connery. You can dating a much younger woman. You can be fucking Gary Vaynerchuk. Have you seen the, the chick he, he, no. he left his wife for? Yeah, a like Gary V. Is, is that with a model? This, I, oh, she's, yeah, I saw she's one picture of her. I was like, damn, she's yeah. smoking. Yeah. So I was like, there you go. So, um, you know, you can be at a high value male and be old and grow in stature and just make more money and yeah. get more power and more influence. And the, the difference for a high value female, though, is the things that make you a high value female have an expiration date. And you see it like Paulina is this famous model from back in the 80s and 90s. And like now, I think she, the husband died or something. She has money or whatever, but she's older now. And yeah, she's beautiful or whatever. But I'm like, people don't pay attention to her anymore. And she's used to that kind of attention. When you're that beautiful and that hot and that young for that period of time. And then she grows old and then she's out of a relationship and she's back on the market. And she's frustrated <laughs> and people are like, you know, it's look at look at Tommy Lauren and that rant she had last year. It's like she's starting to hit the wall, starting to reach that point where like, OK, the, you can be a high value female and that's way better than being a low value male or an average male for sure. But it's going to run out, you know, but then compare the low values or average average woman, average man. An average girl can be overweight not making a lot of money, just average in every way, not interesting, whatever. Go on the dating apps and there'll be tons of simp guys and regular guys liking her, sending her messages, wanting to take her out for dinner and drinks and whatever. Average girl can do that. So they're in a much better position than the average guy, the bull, the, the bull or the, the low value male. Like they're not getting any, like sexlessness is this whole thing societally as a trend with young men. They're getting upset. They're getting angry. Incels, all that whole thing. So it sucks for them. And yeah. you know, look, the low value male. I know we we spent a, a a whole segment, a whole episode talking about alpha females. Within that, we were talking about alpha males, but we haven't talked about beta males. We haven't talked about not even beta omega males, but it's just like the average male. But then. To say like average male, it's just they just come in very different forms, shapes, and sizes. They could be tall, they could be short, they could be thin, they could be fat, they could be muscular, they could be skinny and scrawny, they could be rich, they could be poor, they could be old, they could be young, they could be any race. Like it doesn't like the there's just so many of them. They come in so many different shapes and sizes and colors. Like it's just like for instance, I was just kind of blown away at someone once again. First-hand experience. I feel, I feel like first-hand experience is much more genuine, much more um, real. Because I know this guy in real life, like as an acquaintance, and I had to like socially avoid him uh, to as much as I can because he's just such a. I feel like his beta ness is contagious. I don't want any of it. Like he, we mm. we go out as a, a bunch of dudes, just sergeant, just out there in K Town, <laughs> just getting soldiers. I haven't heard that term sergeant in so just, long. You like my K Town bro white guy accent? Just we're in K Town, bro. We're getting like peach soju and some Jameson shots. Like wait, he's wait, just wait. is this friend white or is he Korean? No, he's Korean, but he's that that beta energy where he's just buying rounds. Okay, I guess he does well for himself. Yeah financially but he's just such a 
buying rounds and shots unnecessarily for guys and girls, buying bottle service at the club. I haven't known him that long, but he's just like, and then then he has the the shamelessness to be like in the group chat. Why are girls not interested in me? Why are girls like like they go on a date? I buy them a nice dinner, and they I never hear them yeah. from them again. Is he like what twenty five or something young? Like even a little bit older than that. I feel like he's in his thirties. Yeah. Like he's like oh, should, for someone in his twenties, I understand you're you're trying a little too hard. Maybe you'll figure it out. You'll learn. Failure is the best teacher. Maybe you just gotta fail a lot. But the, I think this guy is in his thirties and he's doing well for himself. I'm just like. Dude, like if you don't know it by now, you know, I, I might be willing to take someone under as a men, mentor in, in his Mentee, 20s. mentor. Yeah, yeah. In, his, in his 20s, but in his 30s, that's just like, ugh. I think you've, I think he's expired, it might be on his expiration date to, to learn. He probably has a little bit too much. Well, I didn't really get red pills until I was uh, 41. Yeah. 42 yeah. so you never know you never know you never know but uh but uh yeah he was just too i guess what just really turned me off is just like he was just too aggressively trying to be that party bro and that buying drinks yeah. buying shots buying nice dinners for girls asking them right. out but it's just like yeah I, I, you don't know how to yeah take it a little take, yeah. take the gas off the take the foot off the throttle a little bit and just kind of Think and reflect and think about take, what you're... Take the, take the foot off the beta pedal. Yeah, it's just like, 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 pump the brakes a little bit. Have a little, you know, weekend retreat for yourself and think about where you're going in life and what you want from it. You're just yeah. like, go, 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 New York City, you know, party, 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 you know, and just like, ah, yeah, I can't stand people like that, you know. Like, I want, I want, like, now that I'm in this stage of life, I want to be surrounded by people that I want to emulate. I want to imitate. Yeah, totally. I, I want to level it up. Totally. I can't, yeah. as much as I can, I'll help out friends and acquaintances here and there if they're ready for it. But if they're not ready for it, then no, it's like I'm going to be completely allergic to that, you know? Oh, yeah. Totally. So, yeah, same thing. Trump derangement syndrome, Tate derangement syndrome, all of these, you know, things. Like, I, 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 I like the fact you brought that up about your friend and the, when, the specifically what you said about the infectious nature of it. Like, I'm a firm believer in that. Tate is a firm believer in yeah. that. Like, just you're only as good as the, the people you surround your with, yep. yourself with, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, it's fundamental. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but um, anyway, we could go on a lot longer, but I think we've said a lot for today and sort of our response to the... Uh, the uh, the Tate final message. Top I, G. I do think that top G. Top G. Corba Tate. Um, I I do think it's kind of funny that it, he's like the final message. I'm like, what what is that? What is that even? Like this what, this is not some, the final message. There's the, there's going to be so many more messages from him. But again, I don't admire the guy, but I respect his marketing sense. His you know his tenacity. His his appeal, his charm, his... All we're feelings. doing all we're doing is, as we are now putting our name, our skin in the game, now that we're trying to become talking heads, just talking shit, just, just commentators on society, politics, culture, and all that, we are creating our own MBA here in terms of studying people. Andrew Tate is another case study, not just to yes. study him, but to study the reaction of him. 
because of him. All, and for us, for us, it's just another class. We're just, this is just a, a Tate 101. That's all we're doing here. And we're enjoying the fuck out of this. Absolutely, 100%. Well, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow us on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. And if you happen to use social media, come find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those sorts of places at FMAO Show. And remember, don't be immature. Be the adult in the room. Subscribe for more.